unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is the Retail War Zone Podcast. We're going to get the ball rolling here. Once again, can't do any of this without our sponsor. Good old blame tag and the serving times as if customer service wasn't ridiculous enough. Uh, once again, the link is there on the screen. It's also in the description for the video. Please check his stuff out. He's doing like a greatest hits this week of all his different articles because he, you know, he claims he's being lazy in his writing discipline. Um, everybody needs a break from time to time. So plus he's working on a really stellar song that we want to do. So that's cool. So go check his stuff out. Follow him. You follow him on Twitter, whole nine yards. Uh, it helps the whole community out. So that's awesome. Also too, if you do remotely like anything we do, or maybe you don't, it doesn't matter. Subscribe, hit the thumbs up for tonight. You know, go ahead and hit the thumbs up on the stream. If you're on uh, YouTube, um, hit the notifications. It's what all the cool kids do. And you know, it's peer pressure. You, you, you don't want to not be the cool kid, right? So one more time with feeling. Yes. Um, also too, once again, you know, this was brought up to our attention quite a few months ago, people wanting a business card or something they could print out and like hand people to get people involved in what we do. Um, here it is. It's a blank background. It's just black ink. Um, the link to the file is in the description of the video as well. If that doesn't work for you, if you message me, I'll actually send you the actual, um, graphic for it. And if you guys do use this, you know, wherever you're at, you know, send me pictures, you know, kind of, we'll map it out. We'll, we'll get a big USA map and kind of put dots on every state that we're in. So that'd be kind of cool. Um, and having said that, um, let's go ahead and get us some headlines real quick and we'll keep it moving. Um, so from today, uh, who's who of retail players making moves in healthcare. Now I implore you to check this one out. Because Dollar General is in this. The last fucking thing Dollar General needs to be doing is being involved in healthcare. I mean, that'd be like Dollar Tree opening up a minute clinic. I mean, come on. It, don't do it. And as always, the links to these articles are in the description of the video for you to check out. Um, retail apocalypse. What is it? And should you follow the trend? Um, that's a pretty good one. And then here we go. And this is something I want to explore in the future. Uh, there's a couple of headlines here that reference this taking AI and retail to the next level. Here it comes. Um, empty shelves and closed doors, more retail chains, closing locations in Illinois. Find the latest list here. I know that's Illinois based, but it goes over a bunch of different other businesses, you know, nationwide. And then the next headline, how Ikea retail assembled gender balanced teams, Europe's up and comers and the new rules of severance. And then I think the next one was from the New York Times. Um, retailers lay out a downbeat outlook as inflation squeezes low-income shoppers. Well, no shit. The prices keep going up, and there's no relief in sight. Um, the next one is the role of retail pharmacies in the evolving landscape of clinical research. Now, I posted this on Twitter, and I've got no responses. It might have got buried at the time of day that I was in. But, you know, CVS and Walgreens are killing their pharmacists as it is. Now that they're wanting to do clinical research, I think the pharmacists are going to have something to say about that. Uh, next headline, grocery t grocery retailers are among the first to embrace chat GPT. Um, that's frightening. 
the the AI thing's coming for a lot, and that's something we're going to investigate in a future episode. I plan on exploiting chat GPT for a war zone episode, and that ought to be interesting. Um, the next one's from Australia, uh, how Gen Z is poised to shake up Australian retail. And the next one, Irish had sent me. So check, check this out, guys. Grocery price inflation hits new record high of 16.4%. Um, and is that just Ireland, Irish, real quick? Yep. 16%. And That's we think right. we got it bad. Holy shit. Um, and then this one in the, the latest edition of Crime Doesn't Pay, retail theft suspect impaled by fence post after car runs red light causes three-vehicle crash. And then the final headline, retailers could face cost cuts and slower sales this year. So there we are. Um, let's check the chat real quick. Adrian says, I've got my cocktail ready. Um, Hero says, or you can be like me and screenshot right now. Um, Erica says, or Kroger. Kroger and clinical research is a sick joke. It really, really is. Yes, it is. So, we've got that out of the way. Irish, it's time for your fact of the week. Go ahead. Well, this week, uh, we want to point out that in the USA, 49% of retail cashiers are over 40 years old. You hear that? 40 years old. We're talking about jobs for teenagers, right? Indeed. Yeah, right. Welcome, Blame Tag. You've had a long week, man. What is today six, the sixth or seventh day straight, something like that? Okay, so this next topic is... I, I was telling Irish before we came on, I can't remember how I found this. It was just, you know, I was searching something and it popped up. And we're going to talk about the lean payroll model. Now, I will tell you that a lot of companies use it and they don't call it by name. But um, when I was the store director for at home, one of their big selling points to their investors and whatnot, and the CEO was not shy about saying that one of the secrets to their success was running a lean payroll model. So to give you some context of what that really was like, um, the building I was in, and and Mad Dog can confirm, that I think it was about the size of a Walmart Supercenter, pretty close. But they expected us to run that building on roughly 25 people. That store was big enough, it would take you almost five minutes to walk from corner to corner. And they bragged about how they were so proud that they had this lean payroll model and, but yet they had to keep sending teams out to different stores to clean them up and they'd get mad at the managers because they had to do that. But in questioning, well, why is your store in this condition? And like mad dog just said, that's 25 total employees, not 25 at a time. That's your entire staff, 25 people. So having said that, you know, I found this and this really sums it up uh, very, very well. So this is from a website all about lean.com. Um, and they're basically talking about organizing your industry or whatnot. And I don't really know what the terminology is about lean 
versus what they're talking about here. Um, I didn't really research that, you know, that deep. But from the payroll standpoint, this was their argument. Uh, this was from September 13th in 2022 by Christoph Roser. Uh, he states, in this post, I would like to talk about another term that claims to be lean, lean staffing. It is not lean. It is an abomination. It is pretty much the opposite of what, in my opinion, lean stands for. It is a complete lack of respect for humanity. Let me, let me explain you what it is, what is terrible, and how to prevent this. Note, this post may include a rant here and there. I, I understand. So what is lean staffing? Lean staffing is a buzzword that is making its way around America. It is basically a deliberate and drastic understaffing of whatever you want to do. You intentionally provide not enough manpower for the work and let the employees scramble to make up for it. Or even if you provide barely enough manpower for the average work, it is insufficient to cover the fluctuations. Often it is combined with paying the lowest wage the company can get away with. The reason for this is simple. The owners want to save money and reduce labor costs, but this is very short-sighted as we will see. Sometimes lean staffing is also used to properly link the task with the people, i.e., which person does what and when. That may be of use, but the abuse to simply cut labor to the bone is bad, really bad. So where does it come from? Lean staffing comes from the United States. Go figure. It seems labor relations in the United States are on a very different level than Europe. Europe sees a company as a social construct, and the company needs to care for its employees, and this is often required by law. In the United States, a hire and fire approach is common, and employees are often seen more as biological machines and treated as such. There is a lack of compassion for workers of middle class and below. One early driver of this was, quote, unquote, Neutron Jack, Jack Welch, the CEO of General Electrics. He was probably the most prominent top manager who put profit before the happiness of his people. He popularized the rank and yank policy nowadays euphemistically called the vitality curve, where the bottom 10% performing employees would be fired each year. This led to a decline in morale and motivation, as well as increased discrimination and may not even have saved any costs since the managers now spent a lot of time on looking good. The evaluations also cost a pretty penny. Jack Welch increased the valuation of General Electric, but this may be mostly due to mergers and acquisitions, while the overall value of the company suffered. Overall, it is uncertain whether he was a good manager or was merely looking good. So, where is it used? Oh, Shocker. Lean staffing is mostly common found in the service industry and in development. It is more difficult but not impossible in manufacturing. An assembly line provides regular work and having not enough people may stop the entire line. Additionally, technical job workers, even low-skilled ones, do need some training to do the job correctly, which has problems with high turnovers. The workload in service jobs often fluctuates much more and an understaffing may be followed by an overstaffing if the current demand goes down. So why is it terrible? Well, lean staffing is terrible. First, it creates an incredible hardship for the employees. Due to the understaffing, there is always more work than reasonable. Good work is a mixture of busy and not-so-busy times. Being required to always give 130% burns out the workforce. This is often combined with excessively long hours to still get the work done. Lots of pressure and guilt trips. Quote-unquote, do you want to let your coworkers down? Quote-unquote, we all need to give it our best, etc. I read one credible Reddit post where a nurse claimed she was assigned to work 144 hours in a row or six days straight around the clock. Uh, 
This would be humanly impossible. People are forced to come in sick, do two jobs, or do jobs they are not properly trained for. Even if the staff is not exhausted already, safety measures may be neglected. Overall, the employee may get burnout, and both mental and physical health may decline. Once they can no longer do it, they are discarded by the company, i.e. fired, and the next sucker is hired. So, what are the effects? The effects are terrible on the employee. Mental health may decline, physical health may diminish, and the paid wages are often at poverty level. There is no time for friends and leisure, and life is simply no longer fun. If you are curious, for the U.S., you can calculate the poverty level and the living wage relocation here, and that's livingwage.mit.edu. After looking up some data, I increased the wage of my copy editor by 20% to make it, quote-unquote, hopefully a decent wage. I'd rather have a happy service provider than save a few bucks. The effects are also bad for the economy, I mean, for the company. The company discards a burned-out employee like a broken tool and gets the next one, and the employees are not stupid. They quickly notice if the company is abusive and the morale of the employees drop. If the company does not treat them well, they quickly and rightfully no longer give a shit about the company either. The quality of work declines. Workers may be looking for a better job and quit at short notice, increasing the understaffing even more. There are multiple anecdotal examples where the entire staff just walked out and the business had to close temporarily or permanently. The word gets around, too, and staffing may become more difficult. There is an internal memo at Amazon where they worry, if we continue business as usual, Amazon will deplete the available labor supply in the U.S. network by 2024. In other words... They may run out of people to hire by 2024 due to their eye-watering 150% annual turnover rate. Overall, this is not a sustainable business. Demotivated and burned out employees that do not care about the company. High turnover with frequent hiring and firing, including the associated expenses for onboarding, training of new employees, and severance pay or unemployment benefits for dumped workers, not to mention possible legal costs. The customer will notice, too, if the quality of the service is shitty, and may take his money somewhere elsewhere. Overall, the entire company will fall short of its potential earnings. So how to prevent it? The whole problem with lean staffing seems to be mostly a United States problem. Go figure. While in Europe, some employers would like to do this too, European labor laws protect employees from abuse. In Germany, we get at least 25 days, usually 30, vacation every year. Wrap your head around that. Additionally, we get almost unlimited paid sick days. I have heard of employees that were finally let go after two and a half years of uninterrupted paid sick leave. Firing is difficult and requires a very good cause. If the company messes this up, the courts will breathe down their necks. Except for gross misconduct, there is a termination period of at least one month before an employee gets fired and actually leaves the company. Depending on your stay with the company, this can increase up to seven months. So, since companies in Europe are forced to stick with the employees they have, they must treat them not as expendable, but as a fixed asset. Hmm. Huh. Not a controllable expense. No, 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 no. A fixed asset. And take care of them and maintain good relations. The United States often sees workers as commodities to be disposed of if they no longer work. Europe usually sees them as investments and they have to work on maintaining relations. Partially responsible for this are labor unions that represent the interests of the workers. Not all unions are good, but no unions would be quite bad. Unions in Germany are, in general, also seen as cooperative and working with the company to its overall success. 
The unions of one plant I worked at had a strike every year out of principle, but they scheduled it two weeks in advance for our Friday afternoon, one hour before closing time. Hence, while they proved that they can strike, the actual impact on the plant was negligible. Overall, unions can also influence the government to improve labor relations. But in the United States, many companies are fighting against unions, quote-unquote union busting, with legal and not-so-legal means. Typical offenders, Starbucks, Amazon, Apple, and many more. Overall, work life in Europe is much more benign than that in the United States. A worker in the United States, even in middle class, has the constant threat of losing everything. You got cancer? Here's your multi-million dollar medical bill. Now you're homeless too and still have cancer. Europe provides many safety nets like unemployment insurance, health insurance, pension insurance, and more. While you still can fail, it is unlikely to end in homeless, broken, sick ruin. This lack of safety in the United States makes many people literally sick. Crime increases, mental health overall declines, and the entire nation pays a price for a questionable profit of some companies. I have worked both in the United States and in Europe, and while Europe also has its flaws, I much, much rather prefer to work in Europe. So, there's that. So, let's take a look at the chat here. So, um, it was blame tag sixth day in a row today. Hira says 40 means they should do the job of three teenagers, right? Retail math. Um, Mad Dog says it's her first day off since January 8th. Um, let's see. Mad Dog also says always do more with less and do more for less. It needs to be a shirt. Yep. Erica says, can we say hashtag? GE2, no surprise there. And why the fuck does that dude look like the president of the Mormon church? Oh, good call. Um, Adria says, I was the only closer in the deli on Monday night. Suddenly a new hire was sent to me three hours before the end of my shift. She was 18 and this is her first job. I was expected to train her. Oh, that's great. Um, Mad Dog says, I just got my team an 18% raise, but they didn't say anything about me getting any more. Mm-hmm. And Alex says, as always, the U.S. is behind the rest of the world. Hashtag another news, water is wet. And Erica says, right to work laws are the biggest union buster there is. So we're all caught up. Iris, your thoughts? Well, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, whew, where do you start? I suppose uh, whenever this subject comes up, uh, there might be some people wondering why I even participate on this show because it's <laughs> uh, like the the the, the, the it, it's sort of a the contrast is rather stark, you know. Uh, on and uh, on a kind of a personal level, to be honest with you, um, what you just read out there in the last few minutes is precisely why um, I don't live in the United States. Uh, my wife is American. We did have that option and we sat down and talked about it. And that was like, you know, with my background in retail, I was almost certainly going to get stuck in a retail setting over in the States. And when I looked at the two options, you know, pay wasn't even close to being the most important thing. It was it was what you just outlined there is just how uh, how cutthroat it is and how easily you could uh, become uh, unemployed and homeless through through no fault of your own sometimes you know um so that that is one very stark uh uh contrast between the, you know the, the two retail worlds if you like between you know over here and over in the states um 
but yeah, I think that article is 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 very concise. It, it sums it up very very neatly, and I think the the whole lean philosophy it it, it comes from Japan initially. Like it was Motorola that started it, mm-hmm. but it was to do with production. It was to do with uh, eliminating defects, lean six sigma, you know. And you cannot apply that to humans. It doesn't work. Right. Um, and I think I disagree with the uh, author on on one thing. I don't think it started in the states it, it's it actually started ironically in germany um with the with, with their two big uh retailers over there uh lidl and aldi you know uh, they really uh, pushed the the lean everything including staff but over time the laws in europe made that more difficult for them what's happening is it's flourishing in the united states that kind of philosophy well that uh, makes where sense you know yeah um, um, real quick, Irish. So, blame tag likes to listen to this stuff while at work, and I don't know if you see his comment. He said, "LOL, Irish customer didn't like what you just said about America." Well, tell him to go talk to the manager. There, thank you, thank you. So, Irish, I want you to talk a little bit about, um, you know, the working conditions in Europe. Real quick, I have to step away for just a second, so I'm going to disappear from the screen. So, if you would talk a little bit about you know, especially with like Aldi and Lidl, because of the simple fact that they are flourishing here because they're working their people to death over here. So especially if you have some insight into that, and I'll be back in like just a second. Yeah. Okay. Um, I do have a little insight into that. Um, in, in, uh, they like to keep the, their, their, their staffing levels, uh, under 6% of their turnover, which is, which is considerably low. Um, and when it comes to, um, they, they, they kind of pioneered the idea that, uh, to cut costs and like to ridiculous degrees, like they, they didn't even merchandise. They just put everything out in boxes as they came off the truck, that kind of thing. And they apply the same thing to their staff. Um, and really when you, they, they were very successful in doing that, you know, all of their stores are standardized They're the same size, uh, they they have the, the they only have I think it's fifteen hundred uh, products in total, which is insane in in, in a grocery retailer, um, you know. So so they're really good at what they do, but when it comes down to the the human side of things, it, I think they they pushed it as far as they could before the kind of the the, the unions uh, in, in uh, this side of the pond. Uh, began to kind of push back against that sort of thing. I don't think they particularly targeted those stores, but it was just in general, like the, you know, unions began to put pressure on on uh, governments to, uh, you know, instill laws that would protect uh, employees from working um, the way that, uh, you know, machines uh, were, are pushed to work. And I, 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 I think that um, one of the... It's one of the things that no longer flourishes here because of the laws that are in place in in general within the EU and and even in individual countries within it. Uh, where in the states it's it's still allowed to do flourish. Now, one thing I will say about Aldi and Lidl, they both brag to this day that they pay their staff more than their competitors. That is true, but anyone with even the remotest amount of intelligence and interrogates that realizes well. You know, if you pay your staff 30% more than your competitors, but your staff are doing the job of three fucking people, that's not a really good, you know, uh, trade for the uh, employees there. Well, to my point, 
yeah, to your point on the pay, Mad Dog, you know, and I know this as well for some phone conversations I've had about potential employment with Aldi. Um, Mad Dog says, and ironically here, Aldi and Lidl are very competitive in pay. They are. And, and I have to give Aldi a little bit of credit. There is not a lot of smoke and mirrors with them. When you talk to them, especially if you're talking about being a manager, they flat out tell you they're going to work you to death, basically. They they, they, they tell they you that. that's not sugar-coated. It's like you're not coming in blind. If you do, if you decide to do this, you're going to no, work. They're, they're very upfront. I mean, they're, they're, their turnover rate is 20%-ish. You know, uh, I, I kind of have a little bit of insight. I won't name specifically which one it is, but I, I did go through the management process in one of those um, uh, establishments. I got offered the job and actually uh, ended up getting a different one instead, which probably saved my life uh, because they, they straight up do tell you like, you know, you, you were, you know, there's absolutely, you know, no prisoners here. You will be worked to death and you're expected to be on call 24 uh, seven. You will go wherever they say, but I suppose the thing is, is that um, they, if you look at, at least over here, I'm not sure what it's like in the States, their workforce is typically younger. Okay. They, they, they're, they're typical, like over here, just as anecdotal now, like, but they, they will be in their thirties and under mm-hmm. and, and they would, uh, like most people would last a couple of years, burn out, and then they just get replaced. And it's very, very like, that uh what's his name that that guy that that uh neutron jack or whatever you call him jack yeah. welsh it's something along those lines uh, i don't know if they specifically mean that or target that but i th- what what's frustrating for me is to have um l- listening to that and reading that article listening to you as uh, summarize it there is, is is that the united states seems to be going backwards uh because i i think you know it 50 is. years ago you, 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 it would have been almost the opposite. It was, it was actually workers over here that were not unionized to the extent that you guys were, um, and we were probably open to more expectation in, in, in some ways, you know. Um, and like for example, I mean, you, you, you guys have people like, uh, for all his faults, uh, Henry Ford. You know, I mean, he he looked uh, he looked at the assembly line and began to and doubled the the pay for workers, and then you know he realized that you know he got more loyalty, got more out of the workers. You have people like um, uh, like Carnegie was a bastard to his employees, but he did turn around towards the end of his life and yeah. became a philanthropist and, and changed his tune on that. You, you have Westinghouse is probably the best one of them all. Like George Westinghouse was a was a model employer, and. Those people have kind of been forgotten about, and uh, and now you're 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 kind of um, you're celebrating productivity and 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 stock market indexes. You know, it's 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 gone backwards, uh, and because and you you've forgotten about um, what runs every business at the core of it is is, is the people, and the yep. same companies that probably celebrate things like you know lean everything. Uh, are also the ones that is talk about oh, well, how the customer is the center of, the, of everything they do, their whole philosophy, and, and, and they promote customer service. Uh, how you cannot, it, it's, it's contradictory. You cannot have good customer service and no workers. It's just not going to happen. Unless, of course, you think ChatGPT is going to be a good, you know, deliver personal customer service that people are 
you know, warming to. I, I don't know. Like, it just, it's contradictory to me. It's going backwards for you guys. We're at a point over here where enough is legislated to protect workers. Um, uh, now, it's still harder in retail than most places, but like, you know, you still, there isn't such a thing as like the, you know, the, the, the at will state over in, in some of the states over there. Correct. You know, it, it like we don't have craziness like that where, you know, you could just walk into work and someone says, right, it's your last day and give you no explanation. Um, that's insane because I said, I think I've mentioned to you before on this show like that, you know, the, the reality is an acknowledgement over here, at least that when you put in the years in a job over here, there's an acknowledgement that, you know, you, part of you has been invested in that company. And if they decide to make you redundant for no good reason, th- you know, they owe you a severance for that. And I think that's that protects more jobs than people probably like to admit over here. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about going backwards and we talk about this on um, before we went on the stream. And mm-hmm. this was something that I had actually posted on Twitter, too, that I saw right before we went live. And just to give you guys an idea, you know, one of the things that I saw, um, and this was, I found it on CNN, uh, Arkansas governor signs bill rolling back child labor practices. So it's good old Sarah Huckabee Sanders repealed the whole thing where parents have to approve, you know, their 16-year-old going to work. There's no paperwork now. So now 16 is not the minimum age. And, you know, like I said before the stream, Irish, these companies are are in the, you know, you, you talk about legislation, you know, in the EU, right? There's no legislation here to protect the workforce. Our Congress, I don't care which side of the aisle you are on, are bought by corporations they're not going to that's why like you know whether you love them or hate them that's why a bernie sanders is never going to get a foothold on anything because he's kind of in the middle and he's pro workforce and whatnot oh no 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 that doesn't pad anybody's pockets so there's no legislation here to help us and You've got stuff like this. I mean, you know, we're, we're repealing child labor laws and because they're just going to refuse to pay anybody. They're just going to refuse to increase the minimum wage. They're just going to refuse to give people a living wage. And, you know, it it's extremely demoralizing. You know, people, I don't understand why i mean there's different degrees of people i mean there's people who are super fucking smart and they get like all these degrees and they make seven figures a year or whatnot and that's awesome that's cool they work for that in most cases right but you've got the average individual you might have somebody that doesn't have the capacity to carry keys but they're a great worker they don't get a fair shake they got to struggle and you get people like me who decide i don't want the hassle of having keys and take massive pay cuts and barely quote unquote survive you know because you're tired of the exploitation especially of managers i mean we talk about exploitation of employees period but my god in the retail industry you want to talk about exploited people hey it's the store managers 
are some of the most exploited labor in the industry. Because to um, answer what Alex had said, you were talking about being on call 24-7. Hey, guess what? You sign up for a set of keys, you're on call 24-7. And guess what? You don't get paid any extra when you get a phone call at 3 o'clock in the morning saying, hey, the alarm went off at your store, and you got to drive 30 miles to make sure nobody's broke in. You don't get anything extra for that. You're just expected mm-hmm. to do it. And so, so Irish, you're 100% correct about us going backwards. You know, it's an anti-labor administration. It's an anti-labor Congress. You know, what, I mean, can somebody tell me what Congress's work schedule is all seven days of the week? They're not working all seven days. They're not working all five. And they're sure as fuck ain't working 40 hours a week, and they sure as fuck aren't all 24-7 call. But we have people that are career politicians that are millionaires for doing nothing. And that's fucking terrible. My rant's over. Your turn, Irish. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that um, I'm, I'm not... 100% sure on exactly how uh, you kind of dropped the ball on, on on this as as a nation in the last you know 50 years because i i i think objectively speaking the 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 working class if you like were better off being working class say 50 years ago than they are today um and you know i i i think most of the blame lies at at how you know Productivity was was given precedence over um, uh, quality of life and work life balance and all this sort of stuff mm-hmm. and 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 it it's only like I think the wrong kind of things were celebrated. You know, success was measured in 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 in, in how well a stock price did, as opposed to how, how you know how beneficial it is to to the the, the things that a company produces or uh, how it treats its workforce or all the all the kind of uh, externalities that come with employing people um like uh, and and then you know i consumerism is a big part of it as well because so many of your jobs went overseas um, and then, you know, the, the, the priority was on c- consumption, how much shit that you could buy for your, your, your hourly uh, wage. And uh, I think people got a little bit too focused on, 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 on that kind of thing and not the wider picture of like, you know, just the work life balance. Like, you know, you know, it's just the, the, the ordinary worker has just been allowed to be exploited if you t- if you take out the word lean from the article uh, and replace it with the word exploited it, it reads probably a little more accurately you know it's it's just um everything that uh that you all the strides that you had made as an as, as a nation which is something to be proud of uh, was sort of, it has become uh, it's rolling backwards and it's something as ridiculous as as watering down child labor laws to do what I, I, I know why. You want to know why? Mm-hmm. This is my theory, all right? And then I'm not crossing into conspiracy territory here or whatnot. So why, other than cheap labor, would we roll back those laws? Well, 
if you follow geopolitical things and, and saber rattling and whatnot. So China has talked about invading Taiwan by 2027. So let's think about the labor situation in China. All these companies, U.S. companies who rely on cheap Chinese labor. If you're preparing for a future where there's a conflict and you're not getting any of that product from China, what's the cheapest labor to get? Child labor. Yeah, I I don't even know if they have Wrap your head around that. Because they've got to prepare for that, okay? Now, also, too, the child labor thing, you're, you're also talking about it's, it's just cheap labor. It's, the, it's companies refusing to pay, you know, a living wage. But the argument can be made that if you're paying a 14-year-old $3 an hour less than, say, uh, an 18-year-old, a good labor attorney out there can argue that it's age discrimination, right? I don't, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, why, why not test that? Why not test that in, in, in court and see how it goes? Because look, it's, I don't even, I don't even know if the, if there's any foresight to something as stupid as what they just proposed. Like, I don't think that they're planning for anything to do with, you know, China. I, I think it's actually, I, do. It's I 100% that. do. You have to prepare for this. Well, I, well, I, I wouldn't know if, uh, it well, it's like this. Uh, I I think it's a little bit simpler in the sense that I I think that they're pandering to um to those that will listen to them that 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 yearn for the days of like you know sixteen year olds working enough to you know to pay their way in the world. Um, it, it is sort of I don't know there's some nostalgia about that you know, uh, but as well. I don't know. I I I think that the the idea that like you know that you're watering down child uh, labor laws in order to fill a gap in you know uh, in an industry it, it, when the alternative is to is to pay a, a living wage it, it just reflects very poorly on on whoever is allowed to make those decisions um, and it goes back again like the companies for the most part um, are controlled by the shareholders who, you know, there's enough of a, I I suppose, there's enough of a kind of, um, they're not attached enough to what the company does when they're they're merely a shareholder. They're probably not even aware of what the, how the company's run or who's in charge of it. You know, they don't, they don't consider like the, the workforce when, when, when the, the share price is the only thing that, 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 that they give a shit about. And I think that people in charge of the company are just have this tunnel vision of get the share price up as much as possible to keep the shareholders happy and to hell with the externalities and the consequences of which workers are one of those. And, and the environment is another one. And the whole world has gone to shit because of this, this silly kind of uh, way of doing business. Yep. And so I want to get into the chat real quick because we've missed some stuff. Um, Alex says politicians don't understand work-life balance because they hardly work, but think they work. So they just don't get it. That's correct. Um, Adrian says it all goes back to breaking the Patco strike in the 1980s air traffic controllers by Reagan. 
TM Lynn says, imagine if stock reports included retention rates. Well, that, that'd be a good one. Um, Alex also says, and, and this is a very good point, especially if parents aren't involved. Children don't know their rights, so they're less likely to speak up when they're exploited. That's, that's huge. That, that's, that's a very valid fucking statement. Uh, TM Lynn said, they'll focus more on getting product from India and Southeast Asia. Yes, they will. But I'm telling you, they're prepping a cheap labor force for a reason. Watch. Um, Adrian says, uh, when Reagan broke the PATCO strike, it crushed almost all unionizing in the U.S. From there, workers had no power. It just got worse from there. Um, TM Lenz, and this is a valid point too, some states allow lower wages for minors. It's controllable expenses, once again. Um a uh, hero says, get your worker bees trained to depend on what you're willing to give them earlier on before they know any better. Yep. Um, hybrid says, I think it's because since immigration from Mexico has been cut down, they no longer have people who will work those jobs and now they're trying to replace them. That's very possible as well as valid. Um, hero says, cause think of the people who will be taking advantage of a lower working wage. The people who are barely making enough and need that extra. Yep. And then Adria says, I agree with you. Labor issues aren't just happening in a vacuum. It's a worldwide system of capitalism, and Americans are the most brainwashed, so they're trying it here first. I mean, I, 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 I agree with most all of that. And, you know, the thing I look at is, at its core, I mean, I do think the China thing, pending China conflict, does play, come into play. But my first thought is still always, we're going to do everything we can to not raise the minimum wage and not pay a living wage. And if you look at, at what's going on right now in the economic environment, you look at the look at the inflation. I mean, we're past the point now where the inflation should be coming down. And we have a runaway freight train of corporations raising their prices for no good reason especially on necessities because guess what you got to buy them right you you, you got to buy you know these things so th- they're just tossing numbers out there like okay we're going we're going to raise this price and every report you see talking about these companies talk about how much profit has increased by them raising their prices our government right now is a shit show Because if they really cared about the American people, regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, we would put a stop to the inflationary prices because a lot of them are not based on inflation. They're based on greed. Where's our investigations that you promised? You know, there wasn't an investigation and and it it came up with like, uh, it was food, energy, Um, and one other thing I I can't remember, where's the punishment? The prices haven't went down and they're pricing the middle class and the lower income people out of existence. Guys, when the election happens and you're voting for people, some of, some people may be like straight dim. Some people may be straight repub. That's fine. But guess what? Neither one of them are on our fucking side. And until we shake that shit up and get that mess straightened out, this is what it's going to be. 
And Alex just posted in the chat, inflation manufactured. Yes. Yes. And Erica's like social despair. And that's what they want, Erica, social despair. So, you know, when you take, I work in the grocery business, okay? And, you know, like um, Erica, I know you do. I know Adria, you do. When you do the research at the companies that own all the things, man, there ain't a lot of them. And nobody's holding their feet to the fire to get the prices down. Nobody's holding their feet to the fire to say, prove to us why you've raised your prices. You know, in the case of Ireland, I mean, you know, Irish, that's your inflation rate. How much of that do you think is really legit versus how much of it is greed? It's, it's, it's hard to know. Like, I, I know that um, there, like there's uh, like retail it's opportunistic so if they if they if they, if they think they'll get away with it they they will or they'll have a go at it like that's why we have laws because we don't we we, we don't allow them to to set the like our wages at, at whatever they want to pay people or uh, you know so it, it is hard to tell but what definitely will happen is that the as like fuel prices are coming down here they will like all the other inflationary things will come down at a lower rate because they they'll all wait to see who blinks first if nobody reduces their prices then nobody will and then eventually one of them will try and get a competitive edge uh, by reducing prices and then it'll be a bit of a race to the bottom but it'll happen a lot slower than the prices went up i'll tell you that well i mean like here in the states all it would take would be a concerted effort by you know our governmental branches to investigate and all it takes is taking one company and finding them to into oblivion and the prices will drop. You know, it, it, I used to joke and, and a lot of people looked at me like I was crazy. It's like, okay, well, the price of lumber, right? A tree's still a fucking tree. It hasn't changed in a millennia. So why is that tree worth more? Okay. They're going to use wages as an excuse, okay? No, you're paying labor for somebody to harvest a tree. The tree is not worth any fucking more. It's a tree, right? So, at the same time, why is an egg worth more today than it was 20 years ago? An egg's still an egg, right? So, where's the logic in that? You know, and what happens is they're going to use the excuse for paying for wages. Paying for wages is fine. But the cost of an egg is still the cost of an egg. And everything functions on greed here. Everything functions on how much, how many more, you know, points on margin can we get? And we we have a, a limp government that doesn't research it and doesn't invest in it, you know, investigate it to figure out what's going on. And it's us people, the working class that are paying the price for it. I mean, when you go to the grocery store and you buy like some, some basic staples and you walk out, you go to ring up and it's like 70 fucking dollars for like maybe a dozen or so items, man, we got a problem. And, and you'll, you'll see people in, in Congress talk about, oh, it's an issue and blah, blah. Who the fuck is doing anything about it? Not a damn soul. 
And, you know, it's kind of the same where you're at. Because, I mean, even though our inflation is high, we're not as high as what you sent me, Irish. But, man, <coughs> it's great to report these percentages. But who's doing anything about it, right? Yeah, well, I'll tell you one thing. I, I It's not sustainable. It, the, 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 not just the inflation thing, but just, just you know, people are not going to, uh, especially the ones entering the workforce now, like, you know, they, they are not going to uh, want to look at a lifetime of just about getting by and surviving uh, as the status quo. Um, it's, it's, it for, so I don't know how many generations now in the Western world, at least, you know, the, the idea was that it got better as time went on. Now this, the, the last generation or two are the only ones that have seen that go the other way. And the proposals that I've heard, such as that the governor in Arkansas, uh, you know, to, to, to try and remedy some of this is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Um, they like, I, I do not know what the breaking point will be, but it's definitely not sustainable when wages are going up at, you know, single digits, low single digits on an annual basis. And then you have inflation in double digits. It won't take too many years for that just to get impossible where you can't buy any eggs kind of thing. Um, and like it's a good it's actually a very good metric to use. Uh, actually, is to get a staple like eggs or milk or whatever everyone buys. And how many of, uh, you know, how many hours do you have to work to buy one of those? And you can trace that back over time. Like in 1980, how many hours do you have to work to buy some eggs? You might have had to, I, I have no idea, I'm making this up, but it could be 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And if now it's 45 minutes or an hour, geez, you got a problem. You know, like that's not sustainable in the long run. Well, you, 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 you extend that to, to, to its natural conclusion. And there's a breaking point somewhere along that line. It's just, it's, I mean, that, I mean, that's what happened in France, you know, 1798 or whatever that was. Uh, or, sorry, that was the Irish one. Um, but you, you, you know, that, that's when, that, that's, that's when people lose their heads quite literally. It's going to break at some point. And I don't know, uh, like retail is at the very bottom, one of the very bottom, that in service, it, they're affected, they're, their workers are affected the most because of the pay. And the irregular hours and, and, and the lean kind of uh, the, the lean models of uh, mm-hmm. uh, that, that you described tonight. So like the, the retail workers are the very, very forefront of um, the, 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 the effects of things like inflation uh, and low wages. And when you when you have a, a young workforce, um, you know, that that enters into retail for the first time and and they can barely make ends meet. Um, it's no wonder that they don't last. Yeah. Um, it's, really. Yeah. I mean, I don't, there's so many problems out there worldwide with the industry that we're all in. And from a financial standpoint, as far as inflation goes, and, you know, I keep seeing the, you know, there's news reports saying, Oh, well, inflation is coming down and blah, blah, blah. And, but you go into your local Walmart, you go into your local grocery store and the prices are still going up. And it's like, what, what the fuck are we doing? You've got energy prices going up. You, you've got your local, you know, power company saying, Hey, we're raising our rates. Uh, okay. Why? You know, um, the substations haven't changed and you're, you, we don't have like a new power source. It's still the same. Why are we paying more? And it's getting more and more to like, it's, 
you talk about classes of people and classes of the workforce. They keep doing these things, you know, for the longest time, it was like low income. You know, you had, you know, um, no collar, blue collar, white collar, right? And we're at a point now where it's like all they, all that really matters is white collar and everything else underneath that has to suffer. And, you know, like I'm sitting here, Mad Dog, she just posted, I live alone. I keep my heat, heat. At 65 degrees, because we're in the south, and it hasn't gotten to the point where it's, like, scorching hot yet. Her gas bill's 225 Now, real quick, Irish, I know that you talked about your gas bill before. How much does it cost to fill that tank in uh, U.S. dollars? And it, well, if, if you did it today, despite the fact I don't have an oil tank right now, but if you did it today, it would cost about 700 us dollars now that 700 us dollars how long would that last you if you were to use it as uh mad dog described there you, you'd probably get uh about six weeks out of that six weeks all right yeah. so so six weeks for 225 dollars whereas she's basically getting that um, for two months in a row. So for eight weeks, she's paid two twenty five twice. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I would say the value proposition is more in your favor. Is that correct, Irish? Uh, so so for yeah, two, it'd be, it'd be. for two months. So basically, for two months, she's paid. 450 and yours would last 700 would last you for six months right no weeks oh six weeks so yeah um, i I don't know if we're comparing apples to apples here but you know it's uh, like the fuel prices here the energy prices here are substantially higher than the united states now there's a couple of reasons for that you know you produce a lot of your own power we don't and this is specific to ireland now yeah that's Um, true you know, so uh, I suppose we, we, I mean, we should be producing a lot more of our own power. We have plenty of you know, you know, wind and wave over here, um, but uh, we're just we're, we're a decade or two behind on, on catching up with that. Um, but so energy prices are, are, are substantially higher here um, at the moment, like pound for pound, like you know, right. Um, but uh, in most other respects, I think when we did that 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 that, that episode where we compared like for like, you know, we were on par with most things, um, except you you took the lead on on ridiculous things like healthcare and education. Right. That that's when it went bananas. Um, but those things are staples as well. Like you can't do without those. And and like you know, taking on a lifetime a lifetime's worth of debt to, in theory, get out of poverty is sort of you know, contradictory. It's, it's kind of oxymoronic, like, you know. Yeah, I just, you know, I keep looking around and I keep hearing stories from people and reading stuff. And it really seems like at this point in time, the only thing that that is trying to be saved is white collar and C-suite corporate jobs. You know, we're at a point where middle class and lower class are about to 110% be the same. That's what's going on. 
So there's a lot of classism that goes along with this and a lot of separation between people and, you know, status and whatnot. And, you know, I there was the other night I was just sitting around thinking and, and just like, you know, we're really fucked up as a society because we have people in this world, you know, that think it's okay to kill someone. You know, no, take another life. We have people that think it's okay that people suffer financially because the job that they do. We we have people in power who could care less if we live or die. And we talk about, you know, like the U.S. and the EU and whatnot. We have a, a, a much bigger problem than that. And it's a humanitarian problem. You know, we we live amongst people and, and having different ideas is okay. But as a species, I don't think we were necessarily put here to be so divided over so many things. And you have to question what happened, right? And it, it's just a shame to me to see people work hard. In uh, a lot, especially in retail and grocery, they work hard. You know, they they show up on time. They do their job exceptionally well. Um, no complaints. You know, they're they're never late. They never go over their forty or whatnot, and they're struggling. And they're people that should be taken care of because hey, we used to be essential, right? And. You know, there's a lot of people that when the social media thing happened with Twitter and Elon took over and whatnot, everybody flipped the fuck out, right? So there's all these different alternatives. And there was one, it's uh, the new one is spoutable. And you go to it and, and, and you really look at it. And it's like, okay, the whole goal of everybody here is to get as many followers as you can get. And it's very politically motivated. Um, I think the reason we can't fix these problems, Irish, is we can't keep the politics out of it. Yeah, I I I think that's probably true. It, it it's 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 almost um, amazing to watch it as a from a third party perspective when whenever big elections roll around in 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 the U.S. and people get you know feverishly on one side or the other and. For the vast majority of people that vote either way, like they're they're two cheeks of the same arse, like Thank they you. don't like they, they they don't represent you. Like uh, how many people that that you know in all likelihood uh, have you voted for who worked a minimum wage job, ever? Right. It's not likely to be high, you know, and and uh, you know they don't really have even with the best will in the world like some of them might talk the talk you know and and the rhetoric is you know resonates with you but then when you get into those positions of power it becomes it can be very difficult to actually get uh, a lot of the things done because it's a bit more nuanced than that you know there's a lot of quite literally politics involved and you have to kind of satisfy uh, like look look at the way some of your bills get watered down they start off it was one thing and they just end they just mm-hmm. balloon into and so on and so on, and so on. look uh, i i do think the the 
the answer is 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 not there's not going to be uh, a quick one, but I I do think unionizing is is one of them um, yep. because that that seemed to be. It, like France is a big one uh, in, in the, the they were very heavily unionized Germany to an extent uh, and, and in most of Europe uh, and to be honest with you in the United States as well go back 50 years you had a lot more unionized workers and workers were in a much better position in terms of just quality of life I'm talking about like you know someone for the hours they work the type of you know the life they could live like raise a family or you know go on vacation or, or whatever the case may be you know, was better. I, I do think that there, there, there is power in numbers. You know, quantity has its own quality. Uh, some, like, you know, uh, yes, union busting was a big thing in the eighties, and uh, I steer clear for the most part in this show of like the, the politics. But I mean, I think it's no secret that Reagan and Thatcher basically fucked the working class. Yes, uh, and and like we're still feeling the ramifications of what they set in place in the 80s today um you know it was it was just it, it was all about self-centered capitalism and 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 uh and they i do think that unions are an answer it's not the answer perhaps it's a bit more nuanced than that i think it's part of it if you can get people to unionize and fight for some basic staples in life, you know, a work-life balance, you know, some sort of predictability, especially in things like retail and service workers, your your wages can just fluctuate with the whims of uh, you know, the seasons. And that, that can be very taxing on a, on a family when you don't know if you're going to have enough hours next month to make rent because, you know, footfall is a bit low or something like that, you know. Um, or if you can just be let go after working 20 years in some place because someone somewhere in an office in another state probably just signed a piece of paper that said, right, we're, you know, we're downsizing or we're incorporating into something else or whatever. That, that, that's a terrible setup and you guys deserve better, every single one of you. And that is a message that is probably needs to be kind of digested. But I mean, the, the guys that you're voting for can't do it despite what they say it has to be a collective you know one person just saying all the right things i mean look at look at the track record it doesn't matter pick a number of your president you know 45 44 43 go back to them every one of them have ran on one thing and delivered bugger all yep you're right so so anyway. We're, we're sitting a little over an hour. There's some things I'm going to touch on real quick in the chat before we get out here. Adria French says, neither party represents the people of East Palestine who just got poisoned. You are correct. If you're not aware of what happened there, please just Google East Palestine. That's all you need to know. And then a big one, um, Erica had posted on a side note, please keep the safe reads in your thoughts tomorrow as it's a difficult day for them. Two years since Evan passed justice is coming that's something that i want everybody to keep following you know there's a lot of good stuff that went on with that um you know there were some posts about you know how the judge ruled in the family's favor and there was some confusion people's like what do you mean and what no you know kroger tried to block evan's family from pushing forward and the courts said no they have enough that we can proceed with the lawsuit. So please, 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 if you haven't 
checked out the Justice for Evan movement, please do. Um, you know, they're active on Twitter. They're active on Facebook. They're active on Instagram. You know, go check them out. That's a huge thing because he was one of us. All right. He was essential. So please take the time to research what happened there and support them any way you can. So having said that, I want everybody to have a great evening. There's a lot of great topics tonight, a lot of, you know, things to chop up. Um, My final thoughts would be, once again, you know, the United States is dragging behind because workers evidently don't matter that much, do they? And we're all struggling, all right? Everybody is struggling. If you don't have a white collar, life's not easy. So I want all of you to take care of yourself, do what's best for you and your families. Um, If you ever need a place to vent, you know where we're at. If you have something that's going on on your job, let us know. We'll cover it. So, Irish, any last words? Just that um, I, I think you said it best, but honestly, uh, the best thing you guys can do is to start, you know, uniting rather than dividing as a country. You know, all colors agree in the dark and you're in the dark. Yep, you're correct. So having said that, everybody, have a great evening. Take care of yourself. Stay safe. And we will see you next time.